The following podcast is by Mr. Jim Taylor, elder law and special needs attorney, helping and protecting those who need long-term care. And welcome everyone to the Answers for Elders podcast network. There's a lot of things going on with families as we start anew. We've been around maybe um, an older adult, a loved one that may be showing signs that it's time to start planning for their long-term care and their aging, and maybe the step, next steps in their aging journey. And we are very honored today to have back our wonderful Jim Kaler from the Kaler Law Firm. And Jim, welcome back. Thank you. Honored may be a strong term, but I'll take it. What the I, Hey, I always feel that way. And the other thing that I am really excited about for those of you that are listening to this podcast, maybe on Apple or Spotify or Google or wherever you are, um, please check this um, podcast out on YouTube because there is a PowerPoint presentation that is going along with this. So we want to make sure that you get all the top information. And so Jim, I'm going to ask you first to kind of explain for those of you, they may be driving in their vehicles or their cars or whatever. They're not able to do that. But so if you can maybe in certain situations, I will ask you to explain what you're showing everyone so that people know, but the point of the matter being, obviously we're going to try to keep this as much verbal as possible for those that are listening. Um, We would love to have you listen along. But the other thing is, obviously, um, please check out Answers for Elders on YouTube, and we will be popping that up on YouTube um, very soon. So anyway, Jim, welcome to the show. And um, wow, this is a big topic. So I'm going to just turn the stage over to you and start asking questions. (laughs) So so those of you who who are listening but not viewing uh, I'm a lawyer. Don't expect a whole lot of pictures on here. So if all you do is listen, then that's fine. Um, but if you want to check out and follow along with the slides, but they are, it's basically just an outline reduced to PowerPoint slides. So uh, right. no great pie charts or anything. I'm not that creative. Okay. Today we are talking about helping our older adults. And this is, the PowerPoint is written for social workers. This is a training I, I use for lunch and learns for social workers. I've got a dozen or so of them. And this is one of them that's quite popular, but it's also very good for the general public. Mm -hmm. But the social worker board in Ohio is very fussy about their title. So this is a social worker board compliant title. Uh, So helping older adult clients plan ahead for long-term care costs. And actually, this is my original tagline. I still use it, protecting a senior's life savings. Uh, but I've, I've also added protecting uh, seniors and people with special needs because I started to do more special needs work as well. Mm-hmm. Lots more of that. Okay. So the kind of Rocky and Bullwinkle moment here, we have a subtitle, Helping People Who Are Worried About Long-Term Care Costs in the Future. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm talking about with pre-planning. People who need care now can get a Medicaid um, asset protection plan, but it's at least among elder law attorneys, at least those with whom I interact in Ohio, we call that a crisis plan. Someone needs care now. Okay. Uh, Planning ahead. You're trying to have things done in advance of needing care. Uh, and for part of these, you want to be five years in advance of needing care. Now we don't have a crystal ball. We don't know when we're going to need care. Okay. Um, but while you're still healthy or our parents are still healthy, that's when we can talk about pre-planning. Um, so let's dive in. The goal uh, that we're talking about today 
is protection of someone's assets from long-term care costs sure. in the future. Yeah. They're worried about it. They want to do something about it, or at least they're thinking about doing something about it. And we talk about that in here. So mm -hmm. uh, that's our goal, not protecting part of what they've got because they need care right now. Crisis plan there. Okay. This is a pre-planning. What can we set aside? How can we protect things? <clears throat> So the meaning of the goal to most people with whom I talk, it means if they're planning ahead, they want to not be a burden to their children. Many of them want to leave some financial legacy that don't want the cost of long-term care to wipe mm -hmm. them out financially. Mm -hmm. Some want to use their military benefits or their spouse's military benefits. They want to make darn sure they're ready to use those. And many they've been earned. Yeah. And, they, and many don't even know that they're available. This is the crazy thing. Oh, yeah. It, it is tragic. <laughs> And you yeah. and I will have a podcast or two or three we about will. those benefits at some point Absolutely. in the future, because the Absolutely. VA pension program, most people call it aid attendance, is very, very important. Um, but it does require now uh, under some rules that were instituted in 2018 that may or may not be legal under the law. We haven't found the right plaintiff to fight those rules yet. We, the elder law community who looks at those rules and says, I don't think those are legal, but we still got to find the right person to take to court to, to knock mm -hmm. them down. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so pre-planning is a bigger deal there than it used to be. Um, and then many people just, I paid my taxes. I want some of that back. I want to see the benefit of the money I paid to the government. And some people don't, but they, you know, that, that's the attitude of some people and that's mm -hmm. fine. Sure. Now underlying this, in my view, okay, I'm playing junior psychologist here and it's worth all the money. My psychology is worth all the money you're paying for it. Nothing. But <laughs> um, many people, I think, feel that their life savings gives them a, some sense of accomplishment. They've done something. They, they've contributed to the greater society, the greater economy, and they got rewarded for it. However big or small that might be, it's theirs. They earned it, okay? And some people... Preservation of the life savings is a preserve, at least some of it anyway, is a preservation of their identity, some of who they are. They earn that money by being something, being an auto mechanic, being an architect, being uh, a teacher, being a, a, a member of the military. Okay. Absolutely. That is part of who they are. But after retirement, the badge of who they are only shows up in their life savings or their pension. Mm -hmm. So if it goes away, if their life savings goes away because of long-term care costs, I've seen this and it's not everybody, but I've seen this enough times that I think they lose a sense of who they are, or at least who they thought they were. And that's, that's a bad feeling. Well, and what you're saying is so valued because, um, Absolutely true. It's like when one of the things that I, I look back at my father, um, my father, you know, he always had stuff going on. You know, he was a deal maker. You know, he, even at the very end of his life in his eighties, he bought a business storage park, you know, and he, he had renters and things going on, even though he was, you know, I mean, in his eighties, he still had that sense of purpose, I guess, is what we're talking about. Yeah. And when that goes away, uh, we see a lot, especially in men, um, where they just sit and watch TV all day because yeah. they just they don't have any sort of purpose in life. 
And that can be so detrimental down the road. And so I'm so grateful that you brought that up. Yeah. And even if they, even if they do sit in front of the TV now, I wish they didn't, but if that's what they do, um, they still have, if they have some of their life savings, they can say that's there because right. I did such and so early. Correct. There's if I'm a not doing it of- now, I've earned my retirement. I've earned the right to sit in front of the TV and watch mm-hmm. sports all day. Fine. Okay. You know, if you want to watch European lacrosse at four in the morning, go for it. Uh, <laughs> exactly. You know, fine. But um, if uh, some of your life savings is there is proof that there was something you did. Yeah, you earned the right Thank not you. to have to do it anymore. But you were there. You were a, a contributing member of the economy, and that's part of who you are. That's part of who all of us are. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I'm hoping that when I retire, should that ever happen, or when I die at my desk, um, people remember me as an elder law attorney who cared about his clients and who cared about even those who needed help mm-hmm. that weren't my clients. Yeah, that's the legacy I hope to leave because <laughs> sure as hell isn't going to be much of a life savings. So, <laughs> There are three basic strategies to planning ahead. Do nothing, and by default, that's the one that anyone who doesn't think about it falls into, which it's always true, right? If you, if you got three choices and one of them is do nothing, well, that's the default position. It's a, and it's, a, it's a, uh, the least amount of uh, uncomfortableness to do nothing. Oh, yeah. It, it definitely plays into people's denial that they will ever need long-term care. Yeah, and it's, and not, and it's addressing before, their aging. Yes. Yeah. Oh, denial is a very powerful drug. Mm-hmm. opium's got nothing on denial um, <laughs> true and, and that's okay you know if if people worry about long-term care in their future it impacts their quality of life now mm-hmm. so as much as denial may not be a good thing maybe part of it's a good thing because mm-hmm. we aren't I mean, face it we're all going to die and yeah. we all know people who are living their lives knowing that they're going to die and they're bummers to be around. Okay. Well, somebody who's always heard about the long-term care costs in the future is probably going to be a bummer to be around. So denial may not be the worst of things, but for those who have escaped denial uh, or been trapped by, you know, not being able to deny anymore, whatever, whatever, however you got there. um, The other two things you can do, to plan ahead, or at least to consider when planning ahead, are to buy insurance in some form for long-term mm-hmm. care. And there are a couple of ways to do that. We'll talk about that. Or you can give assets away now um, while you're still healthy and hoping to beat that five-year period, the five-year look back, what Medicaid right. is. Okay? So um, the first question when considering this, uh, whether to do anything to pre-plan is how worried are you? And I'm going to talk to, to you and talk about your long-term care now. Okay? I'm not talking about you, Suzanne. I'm talking about everyone out, every audience. Yes, exactly. I'm talking <laughs> to you individually and your thoughts about your long-term care. And if you are worried about your parents or your aunt, your uncle, your grandparents, whatever, please consider their point of view on this because this is a personal choice. Okay, there is no one best answer for everyone. Okay. Okay. So the level of worry about long-term care, if you're worried about long-term care in your future, then you ought to look really hard at buying insurance or doing some gifting, giving things away. Now, if you're not worried about it, then fine, do nothing. I'm talking about your current mental state and preserving that. Mm -hmm. Or if your current mental state is worried 
then let's see what we can do to make the worry go away. Being in a mental state of not worried is preferable to being in a mental state of worried. Okay. So if you're not worried, don't let me blow you up. Okay. Because I, I'm not one of those that wants to scare you into taking action just by playing on your fear. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's a whole sales method about uh, circles around that, not just for law firms or elder law or anything. It's called the Sandler method, S-A-N-D-L-E-R. And every time I see, hear somebody talking about how bad things can get, and I've got the solution, I know they were trained in the Sandler method. I was um, trained in the Sandler Sales Institute. <laughs> yeah. And I got invited to one and I looked Back at in my day. Said, no, this is not my shtick, you know? Uh, no. <laughs> I knew where they were coming from, but that's, no, I, I didn't, didn't like that approach. And that's not who I am. Yeah. So these are the criteria we're going to use to compare these three different strategies. How much does it cost to implement the strategy? Is there added risk, financial risk here? Okay. We're not talking about added risk of needing long-term care. It's added risk to the money. Okay. No, I'm a lawyer. You don't want me talking to you about how healthy and how you can get healthier or anything like that. Okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't go to med school. Thought about it. Took the medical college admissions test, skipped the Stanford game to do that. And, and then, then I decided not to go to med school. Uh, I could have gotten in by the way. I had a pretty good score, Phys- especially in physics, which is weird because I was a chemistry major. Chemistry was, or science, uh, chemistry was right behind my physics score. Um, how convenient is it to implement and carry out this strategy? How much control does it give you over some or all of your money? And how likely is the strategy to protect your assets from the costs of long-term care in your future? Those are our criteria. So we're going to look at those criteria for each of our three methods. Fabulous. And you know what, Jim, let's do this in our next segment because we've run about a minute and a half over and everyone, please go to YouTube answers for elders. Uh, You can find Jim and I talking about this strategy with the PowerPoint presentation and Jim will be right back for part two right after this. State of Ohio residents. You have a friend to help you navigate long-term care while protecting your assets. You can reach Jim at www.protectingseniors.com or just email him at jkoewler-afe, that's jkoewler-afe at protectingseniors.com. It's time to rethink, renew, and reimagine retirement. Hey everybody, Jared Sebesta here, host of Retire Repurposed. Now this podcast is about the non-financial parts of retirement, which many times can be even more challenging than the financial. We believe retirement is not the end, rather the beginning of what could be the most impactful, purposeful, and fulfilling season of a person's life. So don't retire, become repurposed. To listen now, search Retire Repurposed on your favorite podcast platform, Senior Resource, or Life Audio. Life Audio. 